We are traversing this morning to the Eastern Cape, and one of my favorite things to talk about, which is Isikosa beadwork and the culture and heritage of this very rich province in our country. Joining me this morning is Toto Mbacha. She is a custodian of that culture and was born in a farm called Show Park in Port Alfred. Now we all know Port Alfred and those beautiful marinas and the boats parked outside. I'm sure that growing up, Toto's vision was a very different one. So we will hear from her what it was like growing up in Port Alfred. And needless to say, she inherited the beadwork tradition from her mum and her aunts. And what a wonderful way to pass on the legacy of culture and heritage, but through beadwork. Toto, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. We are so happy to have you on the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Uh, I greet you this morning. I'm so happy to meet you. It's wonderful to have you. Now, Port Alfred, please tell us about the area called Show Park, where you grew up. Okay. Uh, Janet, I've grown up at Show Park as a small farm of Mr. Bradfield, Harold Bradfield, I've grown up there. My mom and my aunt was you was was a was a beader. They were beading, doing beadwork, and also sewing traditional uh, attires that is isikakang is closer. And I was grown up in that small farm whereby my mother was a domestic worker. My father was just a, a milker in the in the in the in the field he was just uh, looking after the cows and i was just going at school there at shopak i started my 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 school there at shopak whereby at school also we taught a uh, handwork how to do handwork but i was so privileged that at home we were doing that handwork my mother was doing this beadwork and he taught me how to start it he taught me how to how to cut and uh, make a garment uh, by hand. There was no machine then. They were doing them by hand with my aunt also. And what I like about that is that every dress that my mother made it for me, I was very proud of it. For that matter, my mom was of also course. teaching. Yes, my mom was also teaching the, 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 the community on this. They were training them. And also there were there were people that are coming from other farms to buy from my mother, to make orders from my mother, even where there is a, a ceremonies, because I grew up whereby there were traditional dancing. I know how to dance in Kosa. I know how to sing Kosa songs because I was grown up in such a situation. And my mom was not uh, educated, also my dad and my aunt. But I, I make it a point that I will they will make it that I can be educated also. So I was I was just a only girl at my house. My my other one was a my my elder sister couldn't do anything, but I was the only girl, and I was the proud of my mom. And also my mom taught me uh, all the translate the beads from childhood. Uh, how how must a, a baby a baby boy a baby a new baby where beadwork and also the, the adolescent one, the teenagers up, the female and male. So I was also able to translate beadwork that this one must not be worn by a, a, a child. This one must not be worn by a girl. This one must be worn by a male woman. 
an elderly woman. There are, trans, there are colors also of beef that they taught me that this one is worn by a somebody who is at a, 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 such an age. And also, according to the, 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 the men, there are also stages of beadwork that a, an elderly cannot wear a beadwork, a beadwork piece that belongs to a boy that is not even going I to, understand. The, to the Now, Toto, yeah. I have a quick question before we move on to the interpretation. It was wonderful to listen to yeah. your growing up years and, and how the traditions were passed on from your parents and your mom and your aunt to yourself and how you got all this wonderful attention as yeah. a, a young girl in the house. Now, I would like you to tell us about your being. Is this what you do full time? Okay, Janet. Uh, it, it, I was part-timing because I was working for the Department of Health for 32 years. So uh, before that, I was having enough time. But after that, I worked. Then I was just part-timing. But now I am full-time. Now that I'm not working anymore, so I am full-time. I am I having enough time to, to, to my space to do beauty work and also to do my isikaka traditional way. Now, do you have me. a studio that you work from? Is there a designated space? My space recently, Janet, is my garage. I don't have a big space like a shop, but I'm using my garage. Mm -hmm. People are coming to my garage for purchase. I'm using my garage also to, to do my beadwork. Yeah, that is where I'm working at now. That and also, sounds perfect, Toto. It sounds yeah, wonderful yes. because it's right yes. there at home and you're close to everything. And when we come to visit you, we also get to see where you live. Yes. And I see that yes. you also... Um, you teach people how to dress in traditional yes. Kosa gear appropriately yes. so that they don't wear the wrong thing and they yes. dress according to custom. And yes. you also have a pre-dinner activity. So yes. please tell us about that. So you host people in your home as well. Yes. Uh, uh, there are people that are coming here at my place. Uh, that I'm, I, I do you want me to tell them about the how am I hosting them? Okay, I, I have these people that are coming to my house for training. Then I, I also help them to 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 do bit work, and also I also offer them some of the teach some of my teaching, and also interpret also the food, you know, because some of them they want to know more about our traditional food. So that's what I'm doing, and I also host them in my house so that they can feel at home. Even there are kids that are staying with me that, that, that are not mine. I'm also trying to host them. So it's a nice experience when we come to you. We get to see the beadwork. We get to hear the stories. You really are a tradition bearer, Toto. So tell me now, Toto, if, if I arrive and I book, say, a tour with you, what will the okay. experience entail? Okay, if you book a tour with me, as somebody who's also a chairperson of the Tourism Forum of Motherwell, if, if you host a tour, I will take you to my house and show you what all the all the beadwork, all the experiences, and also interpret you, and also interpret the foods, that is the traditional food that we're doing, especially now it's September, 
So we have we've got those special food that is umfino. That is the, the, the experience that I can show you when you visit my house. And also you can even have that meat that is the, the inside of a ship. Yeah, the benefit and also the head of the, of the cow. So those the are the smileys and the walkie-talkies. Yes, and also there is a food that is outstanding within our culture. Now it is fade off. You mix uh, the, the wheat, you mix, mix wheat with beans. Mm-hmm. That is we call komatala. That is a very nice, nutritious meal. That's what we eat, but now nobody knows about it. Now that I've been growing up in in, in my home whereby we were used in this. So now I, I, I just want to, to cook it so that they can show it and also translate it that this is the nutritious food that we're using to eat, even at my home. And it's also so when you important come, to yeah, retain traditions around, and yes, share it with then, future generations. Yes. And also when you come here, Jeanette, I will show you a woman who put an a pay a baguette on the top, the silver baguette that we call the MR, and then on the top, just coming from the pretending as if she's coming from the river to put it on the head, and also can show you the grass mats, different describing mm-hmm. them, also translating to you different grass mats, and also you can even see there is a mat that we use to grind mealy meal on a on a stone, you know. So those are the experiences Fantastic. that I'm looking for. Yeah, so that you can even, you know, you can see that this is the real, real cause. It sounds amazing. Yes. I can't wait to come, Toto. And I want to be beautiful like you are in this photo. I mean, you are dressed so amazingly well. And the beads oh, are stunning. I'm definitely going you. to come to make some purchases there. Toto, thank you okay, for giving us okay. an insight into Elsano oh. Creations and important okay. work being done by your tourism association in Motherwell. I really commend you for that and for uplifting yourself and the women around you so that you create opportunity uh, and, and really, you know, continue traditions for Thank the future. You. I you appreciate you chatting to us and I wish you a beautiful weekend ahead, Toto, and I will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. You too. You travel well. Yeah. And then just just, just call me and book an appointment. That would be super. Thank you so okay. much for joining us on Jet Setting with Janet. And thank you for the beautiful yeah. prize for our listeners. We appreciate it very, very much. We're very pleased to have Nangamso Barna with us this morning. She is the founder of NASA Creations. She calls herself a young, humble, and shy individual, and she finds her expression through her beautiful products that she creates. She has had some interesting twists in the life uh, journey and is born in a small rural town called Kumbu. Nangamso, what a pleasure to have you with us this morning. We are excited to hear about your creative journey that brought you to this beautiful place of making dresses and cardigans, skirts and socks, and other amazing handmade items. Thank you so much, and I'm happy to tell my story. A pleasure. So tell us about the early years, Nangamso. Okay, I I was born in Gumbu, that's my rural area, but then I think I was two or three years 
when I relocated to Nibode, because my, my, my mother was very young at that age to have me, to raise me, in fact. But mm-hmm. I had to relocate and be with the brother, my father's brother. But then in 2001, my father passed away and then I had to stay there forever. So I've been there forever in Liberty. So I started my journey in the crocheting when I attended a school, Mount Nicholas, my preschool. So I was only 10 years when I started. I remember I used to love it. I loved it. I loved it a lot because it was something I think maybe it was a talent for me. So other people didn't understand it, but I was the one who was the first one to finish project. Whenever we given something to do, and then I was the one who's gonna do the most. So on the other year, I got an award for my clean. My, my work was very clean. I worked so hard. So I got an award, but then when I left for high school, I stopped because the school didn't have the needlework. So I stopped for so many years. I only started, went back to needlework um, in 2021. That's when I started officially. So it was an early passion of yours, Nangamso. And there was a, a woman in your life who came along from another country who actually encouraged you, and that was Sister Perpetua, right? Yes. Yeah, she was the one, she was the one who taught us the, the needlework. She was from Switzerland. So she was a nun. I don't know if I'm pro- pronouncing it correctly, a nun, a sister. Uh-huh. Because the school that we I attended, my primary was a, we, it was a Christian school. So she did the needlework for us. She introduced needlework work to us, and we worked. We 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 enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So she was such a lovely lady. She was down to earth. She was very old. I don't know if she's still alive because she was very old at that time. And yeah, she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot because even now I still remember her saying stuff to me no you can do this 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 way you have to make this stitch this way so even oh. after so many years I, I i still i still have that that voice <laughs> that voice in your head and she yes. really nurtured you because she spent time yes. with you yes so it was a, a class of we, we were ladies we were small <laughs> children in fact but we were ladies of around 20. But I think I was the only one who, who really enjoyed it. Who It was a talent for me because I don't think all the ladies still do the needlework or still do, still crochet or do anything concerning needlework. I think I'm the you only know, one. You know, Gamso, we just, we just uh, celebrated Women's Day. And there's a group of women here in the Western Cape uh, it's a project called Knit and Natter. So in other words, they knit and they talk a lot like we always do. And they come together to knit. So when you come to the Western Cape, we will take you to the group and you can teach, you can share some of the skills with each other and learn from each oh, other. That'll... And of course, exchange some amazing stories. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I would love that. 
So yes, it's very much a, a tradition that is kept alive. And I think it's one of those legacy traditions. And I was saying to somebody the other day that my mom crocheted and uh, she would make the most beautiful, because she was a, a serious gardener. She would make the most beautiful pieces with flowers and gardens. And I still have those. And I continue to use them. It's pride. It's a pride of place in my home and in my office. So I take it out on special occasions. Yeah, crocheting and knitting or handmade items are very special. So when someone makes something for you, you keep it, you yes. keep it for a very long time. It's, it's beautiful. It really is. So you've told us now that you were mentored by Sister Perpetua. Has that inspired you to go ahead and mentor others and invest in other people? Um, I think it was because, in fact, it was because I, I couldn't get a job. You know, when, when God gives you a talent and then because you don't see it, you, you, you want to get employed in other companies. Oh, I want to be an admin clerk. I want to be a receptionist. But you don't get very far. So I had a lot of depression because there were times that I couldn't, I, I, I didn't have a job. I would work, work a, a, a three-month contract and it would mm -hmm. end. And then I would be back to being unemployed. So after I was being, I was very depressed. And I remember I, I prayed this other time. I was very frustrated. I couldn't understand why God didn't give me a job. I couldn't understand why other people were getting jobs and other people were, were buying cars, were buying houses, but I couldn't do this the same. And I couldn't, I didn't even have a job. So I remember I used to pray and automatically I would know that I need to start crocheting. I would think about that. I, would, I think God was, was responding. So I would buy wool. I bought, I bought wool this other time and I made a bag. And then I was like, okay, let me, I, I have to start a business because I'm not working. So for now, let me do the crocheting and sell the items. So I sold just a few bags. And then after that, it was quiet. I didn't have mm -hmm. the, the stock for wool so that I can just continue and do other stuff. So in 2021, my brother gave me around 2000. So I went and bought the wool, the bulk wool, and I started making cardigans. I made jerseys. And remember, it was just something I was, I was able to do. That's how you know God wants you to do something. It was just something I was able to do. I was able to do jerseys. I was able to do the, the cardigans. I was able to do um, the socks. Anything I was able to do. So I started. So the, now the you journey. know what the plan was. You know what the plan was and why that job wasn't coming to you. Yes, yes. I started Nasa Creations and, yeah, and everything has been going so, so beautifully. I remember when I, I had to relocate to Cradock because I was I was I'm from Libote, I was staying in Libote. So I had to relocate relocate to, to Cradock. There was not, nothing actually that really I didn't know anyone in Cradock. 
I know I knew someone from Facebook and they told me that they, they were going to start a school, but they, that didn't work out. So I came to Cradock and I was on a mission. I was going to, to pursue this career. I was make sure that I make money because I needed money to survive. So I came to Cradock and God had done shifts and I met with a lot of people people who inspired me, people who, who helped me ar- ar- along the way. Um, I started having a shop. I was able to pay rent. Like every month, I'm able to pay rent through this Amazing. work. Yeah. The journey is still continuing. And I I do receive uh, companies, uh, calls from companies who, who inquire, who want to know the skill and how and how I, I, I managed to, to start. But I, other things I can't reveal because we, we, we're still in the process of, of getting the, the new information. But I've, I've had Absolutely. a company that offered me, that offered me to buy material, to buy material for me, uh, which is such a, a, a huge thing because it's a breakthrough. It's something that I've been praying for for a very long time. So at least now I will have a shop. I will have wall that is already there. So whatever project I want to start, it will be easy for me to start. Fantastic. So, Mankam, so it's been so great listening to your journey. And it sounds like you were almost divinely guided to crochet and knitting. And it really seems to be your life's purpose. And you're now really taking the business to new levels. I'm excited for your future journey and we will watch you with great interest to see how that journey unfolds. So thank you so much for joining us today. Any last parting words before you say goodbye to us? I just want to tell people that it's it's not a bad idea to do what God wants you to do because it's it's actually God's purpose. So if you listen closely, you will get what God wants you to do. Instead of being depressed and and actually killing yourself, committing suicide because you are so depressed, rather pray and ask God for guidance. That's all I can say. Thank you. That, those are very wise words. Thank you, Nangamso, yeah. for joining us, and we wish you a great weekend ahead.